Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So, the holiday edition. Welcome to this very special, special holiday episode. I think it's important for me to state that uh, that I'm a Jew. <laughs> I think it's important for me to state that I'm Jewish, but also that <laughs> I don't have any uh, Christmas. About- <laughs> I don't have emotions at all. Yeah. Um, I don't have any <laughs> Christmas celebrating relatives, nor yeah. was I invited to very many Christmas celebrations. Interesting, um, yeah. So I, I have almost no relationship with Christmas. Well, let me tell you, I I lived sort of a weird inside out inverse of this. So Mm. my closest family friends were Jewish growing up. So I just sort of didn't really realize, you know, no one taught, they didn't talk to me about Judaism. Like they, Mm. we never talked about religion. My family was kind of a-religious. So we never talked about it. But all of my Christmas traditions were like, oh yeah, we go over to the and eat latkes on Christmas Eve. (laughs) And you were like, Merry Christmas. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Our best family friends were Jewish. (laughs) Got it. We ate latkes with applesauce and sour cream. And we, um, God, what else did we do? We did a lot of, there was like a lot of dilly fish. And there was like, it was just like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, just so good. I just felt I did, that I like, that I needed to sort of, yeah, put that Clarify for folks. Like, no, it's good context for the conversations we're about to have. Like, you have kind of a distance, an emotional distance from the results. Yeah. Um, And I got to say, like, I'm a Unitarian. Like, I have a little bit of a distance too, but I have a deep familiarity with with the traditions, I guess. Having grown up as, as I described to you, in a, like, very extreme, like, fringe Christian community, um, I have a lot, a little bit of insight. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> Let me read you one um, okay. from the New York Times, I believe from Social Cues, which okay. is signed. Oh, of course. It's from Paul in Boston. Good. Last night, my girlfriend and I gave a holiday party. It was a roaring success mm-hmm. with one exception. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. My girlfriend spent hours baking constructing and decorating a gingerbread house, which we placed at a distance from the food and drinks table. It was not meant for eating. It was a decoration for the holidays. Still, Mm -hmm. someone broke off a piece of the roof and presumably ate it. We don't know who. My girlfriend is livid and wants me to call around to find the culprit. Should I? Signed, Paul in Boston. (laughs) Should he? I think he should make sort of like an elaborate like murder mystery dinner party (laughs) kind of style game out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. like he should send out a cryptic email to everyone that came and just like sort of like write a poem. Who done it? Yeah, who uh, just write a who done it sort of like okay, you you were all present. Like here are the facts of the case. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't come forward by a certain date, something very mysterious will happen to you. Here goes, you're Mm -hmm. in it now. And then like this like big drama starts to play out via email over the coming weeks I would really be interested in that happening this is a so, time yeah. when a reply all is totally oh, encouraged so good yeah 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 I yeah. Um, am reminded of a story that I found out years after it happened for bat mitzvah mm-hmm. they chose a candy bar theme um, yeah. and it. the cake was a giant 
Hershey bar. <gasps> okay. Years later, it was brought up that somebody had poked at the Hershey bar and that had thought that it was one of her 13-year-old friends, but that it was actually Steve Bloomstein <laughs> because he thought it was not real. He was like, this is a oh cardboard Hershey bar. So he just poked his finger in it. So there was just a little divot in oh the bat mitzvah cake. Steve, <laughs> not cool, bro. And oh God, years yes. later, couldn't believe. She was like, I could have sworn it was a 13-year-old, not a 50-year-old no, man. And to be, yeah, to be clear to listeners who may not know, we're talking about Alyssa's dad. My dad. It he was Alyssa's it. grown father. Because he didn't know that it was cake. It was the illusion was too good. The, he was he was incredulous. The illusion was too good. Do I love the illusion. Like, you know, in all these designs, I mean, there's the Great British Bake Off, but then there's also sort of like the, what was the face painting one that I really liked? There's oh like, my God, face, the, face Off. My face mom, off. you got to talk to Mona about that. Oh, she of, loves Face Off. She of loves course. how kind they were to, every, yeah. to each other. Well, that's the thing. It was another British one. So it was like another sort of <laughs> more yes. touchy-feely one. I just love the illusion episodes where it's yes. like, make a thing that looks like another thing. God, yeah. it just gets me every time. The I love illusion. it so much. Yeah, so for my dad, the illusion was <laughs> Overwhelming. so good that he just yeah. had to test it. And he just, yeah, just a little poke. It just moved like, him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, maybe that's what happened with this gingerbread house. It was just like, could this gingerbread house be real or is it made of plastic? I have to know. I have to eat it. Not everybody knows that gingerbread houses aren't for consumption. I didn't know that. I thought you could totally consume them. I thought that was yeah. the point. Over time, consume it. It's yeah. just going to go bad. Have you ever made a gingerbread it. house? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. you? Was it any good? No. No. How long do you think the partner took making this gingerbread house? A whole day. Yeah. I think a whole day. I am going to read you on from Slate's Care and Feeding. Yes, please. It's signed Jingle Bells. Okay. Give it to me. Okay. Our kids, four and six, have gotten really close to our new neighbor's kids, who are five-year-old twins. The family is Jewish, and we are big Santa people (laughs) at my house. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they are not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Obviously. None of them have said anything about Santa not being real. I think their parents are careful about that. But would it be incredibly rude to ask their parents to tell their kids to play along a bit? I just don't want our kids to say, what did Santa bring you? And to hear, nothing. I think it would be confusing and upsetting for them. But I don't want to be rude or insensitive. Signed, Jingle Bells. What the fuck? (laughs) Fuck you. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, you can't. Nothing. Well, yeah. Can... I mean, you can just say like, well, they don't celebrate Christmas, so Santa doesn't come there. <laughs> it's like pretty simple. I don't know what. Teach your kids about other religions. Exactly. Like teach your kids that everybody isn't like you. Like everybody doesn't <laughs> like celebrate the same holidays as you. Everybody doesn't like hold the same values as you. Like it's the world is diverse and interesting. Yeah. You cannot oh my God. ask your Jewish neighbors. To, to play along with Christmas. To play along with Santa. What Santa. the fuck? This yeah. is crazy. 
crazy. People are really crazy. Like, what are people crazy about Santa Claus? I, I wonder why the human brain does this. Why it's just like, well, please just conform. Like, I just... Because just, you want this special thing for your child and you're afraid that the Jews are going to ruin it for you. Oh, my God. They're going to ruin it. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to ruin everything. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. But this is, it's just so much more important for their kids to understand that, like, everyone in the world isn't them. Oh, Woof. jingle bells. Jingle bells. Calm down. Okay, this is from Social Cues from 2008, mm-hmm. um, the last time that our economy was in terrible shape, <laughs> and also the year that I graduated college. Um, retro gifting. <laughs> Here we go. Last year at Christmas, I somehow somehow managed to re-gift an ugly set of crystal wine glasses back to my sister-in-law. Somehow. Um, who'd given them to my husband and me for our anniversary. Things have been a little chilly ever since. This year, I'd like to give her something really great to make up for it. Should I, the question is this, should I acknowledge the re-gifted glasses or just pretend it never happened? And is there a way of letting her know that I actually bought a present for her this time? Anonymous. <laughs> Like, because whatever she gives her, she'll assume it's a regift. basically. This is a good, ex- a great example of, like, there, there's a reason this happens around Christmas and not Hanukkah. Should I acknowledge the regifted glasses or just pretend it never <laughs> happened is the most Christian fucking thing to worry I know, about? Do you, know, do you know what my advice is? <laughs> what, I like, would totally acknowledge it. I would maybe give her a different set of crystal wine glasses. Why would I very that hilarious thing that happened? Oh my god! I would tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would bring it up at dinner. I would be like, "Remember that time I accidentally regifted you something you gave me? Whoops! Uh, (laughs) That was wild. Oops." So why would you not be talking about it all the time? It is pretty funny. Until yeah. it becomes annoying to talk about. Right. <laughs> you know, use that joke until people are so annoyed at you, you're so no longer annoyed. invited to dinner. Yeah, it's the, it reminds, you know what it reminds me of is um, coked up and going ragdoll. Like, you know, it's <laughs> just like too. match match the energy, man. Like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. lean Come into on. it, you know? Yeah. It's okay. God, and get lighten them something the mood. Great. Get, get them, them something great, great obviously. And like, maybe, very thoughtful. Maybe yeah. also something that really draws attention to the fact that it's not re-gifted. Well, maybe just that's... something you made them, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. this one's fine. Acknowledge it, though. Come on, guys. All right. Do you want? Would you like to read me a write-in? I would love to read you a write-in. Okay. I think I want to read you the... Well, both of them, actually, I feel unqualified to answer. Wonderful. I'm here for you. Okay. For these. So I'll read you this one. It's a simple and elegant the question is the question from one of our listeners is Mm -hmm. do i need to associate with people who prefer applesauce on their latkes um i like both applesauce and sour cream yeah same so is this person saying that they only use yeah is this a breakup (laughs) yeah are we not friends anymore (laughs) What a bummer. No, you don't have you do you don't have to. You don't have to associate with anyone you don't want to associate with. Here's what I would with. say. Don't associate with them during, you know, during the holidays. And then yeah. reassociate with them when latkes are kind of like taken out of the equation. Exactly. Keep your distance. It's only eight nights. Right. You can handle it. 
You got it. You got yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then reunite, like, when you can kind of just move past it and forget <laughs> about how disturbed you were to see them put the applesauce on their latke. Um, Would, but do you, I mean, if, okay. <laughs> because Steph, as if you sour- know, these are part of my Christmas tradition, so I also have feelings <laughs> about If that. sour cream isn't around, would you just do applesauce? Yeah. Sometimes I just do applesauce. Yeah. But I do, I prefer both. I like the sweet and me too. tangy. You, I like sweet yeah, both are and good. tang. Here, let me yeah. let me sweet tell you a crazy fried. twist. Ugh. Okay, oh, okay. so good. Tell me at, Ma- yeah. at Masha and the Bear in mm-hmm. Williamsburg. This this Russian restaurant. You could get Russian caviar on <gasps> your latkes there. Whoa. So you could do yeah right. So you could do applesauce, sour cream, caviar. So you get oh sweet, tangy, tangy, salty, funky, salty. Yeah. Ooh, what do you yum. think about that? I like it. I <laughs> want to do that. That sounds Me good. Me too. That's oh good. God. Do I okay. have to associate with people who don't put applesauce, sour cream, and Russian caviar and Russian in their latkes? Steph? You don't have to. I you don't. Can do, you don't. You, no one will force you to associate with those people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I've got, I want to read you another write-in. Perfect. What's it signed? Gentile have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, perfect. I like it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, hello and happy holidays. Thank I, you. You're, yes. Happy holidays to you as well. I live in Los Angeles and there's a restaurant here that I love called Friedman's. Okay. It specializes in Jewish American comfort food. Very mm-hmm. good. Highly recommend next time you're here. Steph, you're there. I'm, I am, but this place is over in Silver Lake and I'm never oh. there. Okay, so you're not there. But next time you're there. Next but time like, you're if here, you come to visit, I'll meet y'all in Silver Lake and we can go to Friedman's. Sounds excellent. Okay. Um, See you also, I'd, there. <laughs> I'd only heard about Friedman's during COVID, which, as they will explain, means I, there was no way. This wasn't happening. Okay, so okay. Friedman's has been closed due to COVID for eight months. Oh, okay. And just announced they're back for takeout. That's wonderful. Rejoice. Specifically, they're offering special Hanukkah dinners. My question is, can I, as a non-Jew, order this Hanukkah dinner? It is a beloved neighborhood spot and definitely runs the risk of selling out all of the eight nights of Hanukkah, but it's also one of my favorite restaurants around. I realize by the time I hear your response, it'll be too late, so I'm going to have to make this decision on my own and I'll follow up and let you know if I made whatever you deem is the quote right one. Thank you uh, in advance. I love your podcast. And yes, this is Cookie Puss's partner. (laughs) Signed, Gentile, have what she's having. Uh... What do you think? What do you think about Freeman's? Uh, Hanukkah dinner is not a thing. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're not denying I feel like I'm like, I'm really bursting. Practice. I'm so like, I'm really bursting the Freedman's bubble here. Like, way to go, Freedman's right. for marketing exactly. on this a is, thing. This is a marketing angle. But Hanukkah dinner isn't a thing. I'm on the website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're serving yeah. up some brisket seems that's great that's uh-huh. a nice jewish move they're serving up some whole roasted free-range chicken that's uh-huh. sure okay. some sesame challah challah not a hanukkah thing latkes you got it matzo mm-hmm. ball soup wrong holiday <laughs> a green salad everybody likes some greens roasted <laughs> carrots sure for dessert Friedman's guava cheesecake. I don't know. I don't guava know what, is, what that's about. Yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Hanukkah dinner is is not a thing. I mean, 
for years, the Bloomsteins threw a Hanukkah party where mm-hmm. we served up, I suppose, what would be considered a Hanukkah dinner. There were latkes, there was brisket, there was the Bloomstein famous frozen cookies. Mm-hmm. There was a whole mess of other stuff and probably a pie that somebody brought. Sure. I think that if you like a place then you should support the place regardless of your religious affiliation. Uh-huh. I don't think that there is danger in um in taking away Hanukkah <laughs> dinners from Jews who wanted or needed them. But if you're worried about Jewish families being underserved during the holidays, there's like probably organizations that you can donate to. Like if you're worried that there's like a kid somewhere who doesn't have a dreidel, like there's probably like some. Yeah, you know, bring your dreidel to the fire station and let them. Get, yeah. get into that kid in I don't know. Show up to a show up to a synagogue, ask where their sadaka box is, you know, Great. drop yeah. in a bunch of bills. Mm-hmm. Um Great. Order your Hanukkah dinner. Gentile will have what she's having. Yeah. And and savor it. And write us back and let us know how that guava leave cheesecake. Us, leave us a voicemail describing the guava cheesecake. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. I'd like yeah. to hear that. Um, good. Can I Great. tell you what Friedman's is serving on their latkes? Mm-hmm. Creme fraiche and apple butter. Right. I mean, that is a step up, isn't it? I mean, that is. <laughs> it's really elevated. Do you elevated. think that our other write-in would stand for that? No. I think no. it'd be worse. I think it's even worse. I think Do it's you? an insult. Yeah. I think it's like, ugh, you know, like. Yeah, just in this way, like, it's sort of like the gentrification of food. Like, it's just like, this is like, this isn't even the thing anymore. What are we doing here? You know? The matzo ball soup is my favorite move. I don't want to, like, you know, shit on Friedman's too much because I am, I assume it's, like, Jewish owned and they do, I assume, incredible Jewish comfort food. But my favorite thing about matzo ball soup is that, like, you'll just be in the Hanukkah section of stores and they'll always be selling matzah no matter the time of no year. No matter what, yeah. But matzah is only for one specific holiday where you're not supposed to eat leavened products. Like this isn't like a food that... <laughs> it's not like a pantry staple. <laughs> right, it's a right, pantry right. staple in our house though because Matt does like to make a matzah ball soup like that, whenever I think he that's can. T- yeah, it's totally fair and I don't discourage Friedman's from putting matzo ball soup on this menu because I'm with you. Matzo ball soup is delicious. It's delicious, yeah. It is so delicious. So good. It's true. It's true. So what yeah. am I talking about? You know what? Sell that matzo year round. Fuck we, it. It's we again. need our matzo ball soup. Yeah, we need it. It's tasty. It's like we need it. It's like the be- It's like a better version of putting saltines in your chicken noodle soup. Do you think that somewhere there is a the way that you gauge the um, density of the matzo ball, do you think that there is somewhere where they're doing a test of matzo ball density by standing two feet above a bowl of matzo ball soup and then like systematically dropping the different matzo balls into the soup and judging the splash? Like, do you think that that is a thing anywhere? That's such an extreme, because all you really need to do is just like put it in there and see how much water it displaces. Like you just need to put it into a graduated cylinder. So the, oh, doing it by dropping it is hilariously like, what's the name of the guy? It's like a, the guy that with the leaning tower Pisa and like all that, whatever the fuck. I you don't know, know physics. What, well, you know. <laughs> I know that there.
there is a le- that there is a tower in Pisa and that it is leaning. But what is what's what's the physics surrounding it? I don't know the physics around the guy that dropped the feather and then he dropped the stone and then he re- he was you know whatever mm, like he was just it. like yep. gravity For- works gravity and mass and all this stuff. I don't know right. physics, right? I guess um. <laughs> the thing here was I um, I made no consideration for that there would be another way. <laughs> There's a scientific one... way, which is how much yes. water does it displace? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, next time Matt <laughs> makes his matzo ball soup, please stand two feet above the pot and drop uh, matzo ball in and you let me know what kind of splash. You got it. I'll take a video. <laughs> There are so many questions that are written into advice columns at all times of year, but especially around the holidays, regarding gifts. A lot of them are like this from Social Cues, which is years ago, I told a friend who lives far away that I love fruitcake. Ever since she has sent me a homemade one that I don't care for, the thought is nice, but I hate her wasting time and money on something I end up throwing away, but I don't want her to hurt her feelings. She's sensitive. What do you suggest? Signed Anonymous. But we've touched on this. Mm-hmm. Just accept your fucking gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's accept a, the gifts. If you have, I mean, gifts. talk to Cookie Puss about it. Cookie Puss <laughs> has been through this. We'll put you in touch. Yeah. I've got one for you. I found okay. this. This is from Dear Wendy. Have mm. you ever heard of Dear Wendy? No, but. It's a website. It's dearwendy.com. And the tag is Dear Wendy. It's about to get personal. Oh, good. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. This question is from between light and wrong. Mm. It's a good one, right? I love a play on words. <laughs> yeah. It's good. All right. I want to write the perfect letter, letting my neighbors know how stupid and petty they are. Okay, good luck. <laughs> Here we go. This time of year, I have a large Christmas light display that has lights and the lights dance to the music. Okay. For the past six years, I've parked my car in front of the next door neighbor's house during this light show. I am not blocking any driveways and I'm not in anyone's way. I do this so my light show can be seen. Okay. The two new neighbors, two different households, have said they don't want me to park there. I recently learned that the HOA laws say that when residents that when residents can park in their own garage or driveway, they are required to do so. Okay. I go to work every day and my husband works at night, so we are parked in that spot for about four hours a day during this time of year. The first time I was alerted there was a problem was when the neighbor left a rude note on my car window, quote, in all caps, park in front of your own house, exclamation point. Mm. I responded by leaving a note on my car window saying, in all caps, Merry Christmas. I have been parking here for the last six years and no one ever said anything about it. I am not in your way and I'm not blocking any driveway. I am only parked here due to the Christmas light show in my yard. We only park here a few hours a day. My co- my parking here does not cause you any harm. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, she left a note on my car that said, do not park here, three f- exclamation points. And she signed it HOA. Mm. Ooh, a board member, possibly. Mm-hmm. I went to work and looked up our CC and R's. Okay, I don't know what that means. And sure. what Some we do sort of is the regulations. The yeah. Yeah. That's when I found out that if residents can park in their own driveway slash garage, they must do so. Okay. While I was at work, the neighbor moved her car and parked on the street where I was parking. <laughs> Okay. There's no reason for her to park here. She has a garage and an open driveway where she can park. She and the other new neighbor were outside making this plan to park in that spot that she didn't want me to park in. So this neighbor thinks it's okay for someone else to park there, but not me. 
The thing is, she's breaking HOA rules, and I wasn't. Okay. The rules say no one can park longer than 24 hours at any given time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the parking spaces should be for people who can't park in their garage slash driveway. I want to write a letter to both the neighbors asking them why it's okay for one neighbor to park in front of their house for the sole purpose of keeping me from parking there, and why it's okay for them to break the HOA rules. I want them to know how petty and how selfish they are being and how they are acting like six-year-olds. I want the letter to shame them for acting like this during this time of year and during COVID. For the past six years, all the other neighbors have loved my light show and then Scrooge moves in and wants to act like this. We live in a cul-de-sac and the only place to park without blocking a driveway is that one spot. Can someone give me some help with writing the letter? No. <laughs> I, want it to, <laughs> I, I want it to be written in such a way that it makes them feel about two feet tall. Two inches tall? Two inches tall. Looks like. <laughs> between light, signed between light and wrong. That's too short. Two inches is too short. It's too, that's too short. That's too short. That's extreme. Short. Two feet yeah, tall that's is enough. Mean. Two inches is, whoa. Two inches tall. That's My God. mean. My goodness. It is too That's far. like not even infantilizing. That's just <laughs> scary. That's, it is. It's creepy. It's creepy, yeah. as my five-year-old niece says. Creepy. <laughs> I don't know of any Christmas light display where there isn't heavy controversy. <laughs> Whoa, that's but, true. That's yeah. true. That's true. There used to be this house on the Jamaica Way in Boston and JP, mm-hmm. and the guy would light it up with half a million lights. And I don't know any of the details other than his neighbors hated him and he sold the house. Every neighborhood that does that has somebody doing a aggressive light display, there is always controversy. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Mm-hmm. The assumption yeah. that everybody is into your Christmas lights because no one has said anything... It's to false. the contrary. It's just, you're not living in reality. Yeah, hey, yeah. send us a picture. I want to see the I want to see it. I want yeah. to see the or lights. Video. Show us the lights. Show us the lights. <sighs> Between light and wrong. You're it's, wrong. Wrong. Exactly. <laughs> There's no right in it. It's all yeah. wrong. All right. This is this is social cues from 2014. Okay. New York Times Social Cues 2014. It's from Anonymous. I had 25 guests for a holiday meal, some vegans, some vegetarians, and some gluten-free. Mm. For dessert, I advertised some vegan cookies I made to a vegan friend who told me she appreciated my efforts. Later, I realized in horror that the cookies had dun 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 eggs in them. Not Oops. vegan. Oops. Should I tell her? If I do, I'm afraid she'll never trust my cooking again. Is it important to inform somebody? Mm-hmm. This is a heavy question. It kind of is. Yeah. No, like, it, it is. Like, it, it's this a, is one it's a that's consent. Weird. And it's like a, weighing yeah. on me. Mm-hmm. I think it depends from friend to friend. I would imagine uh-huh. most people would would be too afraid to tell. I think I'd tell. I think I'd just be like, oh my God, you'll never guess what happened. I realized and I that those so cookies bad. and I feel so bad. And and they'll be like, oh my God, don't feel bad. It's okay. Like things happen. You know, I've definitely yeah. accidentally eaten a thing with whatever in it. Like, yeah, I would, I would probably just be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to tell you this. What is the I this one weighs so heavy on me. What is what is the um the what official do they answer? Say? <laughs> he says, Don't be too hard on yourself unless this yeah. was Hell's Kitchen and Punishment the whole point. Um, like the show. Mm. You, oh, the, I was Yeah, I, I know. Like, like the neighborhood. The neighborhood? What? what? I think he means the show. You made okay. an honest mistake. If your friend yeah. raves about your cookies again, or if you're the retentive type, confess your error. It may make her skeptical of your cooking, but deservedly so, right? Otherwise, yeah. forget about it. Something tells me you'll be extra careful with vegan cookies in the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably I, true. Yeah. I don't know if 
I don't know if it's worth telling. I don't know. <gasps> oh my god, this one gets ya. Do you need to write it, into an advice column about this? I do need to write into an advice column about. <gasps> do, would I want to know? Do I want to know that there were oysters in my smoothie? Yeah. Do you want to know? <laughs> that do seems I different because that's a matter of taste than a matter of know. like. Um, I don't know why Choice? they're vegan, but. Mm. Yeah, do just because you, you can't really know. know why. Do I want to know? Some things I don't want to know because it pulls at my anxiety. Right, yeah. It's Some like things I, I do go. want to know because it helps my anxiety. <laughs> 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 I just, sometimes you want to know. Wow, I you, this one broke me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me over here. You just are, like really you're fucked up weighing my oh anxious my emotions this is hard for you um i would say let's just get behind phil galanis's um take here which is like yeah. honest mistake if they if it comes up again you got to be like oh shit but i realize later sometimes telling somebody this kind of stuff is about you know appeasing your own anxiety exactly, yeah. and has nothing to do with them yeah and there's nothing they can do about it so, this one really did break me. I'm so I can't sorry. Believe that. Can, can I read you a more lighthearted one to try to pull you out of it? It's um, hit me with it. Don't expect a recycling miracle on 34th Street. Oh dear. <laughs> my, um, this is signed Hippy Dippy Idealist, and I'm it's in. from Carolyn Hacks. Okay. My husband and I live in the same suburb as his parents, which provides weekly curbside recycling pickup. But my in-laws, 70, in decent health, let's <laughs> let me add, do not <laughs> recycle. <laughs> I cringe watching them throw away bottles and cans whenever we visit. I had the idea to give them for this coming Christmas a nice trash can with separate compartments for trash and recycling, along with the supply of the required clear bags, so all they have to do is set the bag out on the curb. Mm-hmm. But this, mm-hmm. but could this be perceived as imposing my hippy-dippy ideals on them or trying to guilt them into recycling? Signed, Hippy Dippy Idealist. Oh, you cannot give somebody a trash can as a gift. That's fucking weird, man. No way. I had this idea. I was going to wait till Christmas and just give them this gift. God, just wow. Wow, wow, wow. A lot of these questions, this touches on something that like the receiving like food gifts or gifts you don't like brings Mm -hmm, up, which mm -hmm. is this idea of people not wanting to waste or wanting to like be quote unquote greener and... Um, where the reality is it's really nice to live your life less wastefully mm-hmm. or greener, but, you know, go after Amazon, man. Exactly, yeah, like the, your consumer choices. Corporations have tricked you into thinking that this is your responsibility. It's not. It's, their, yeah. it's theirs. Like, this, yeah, exactly. you're not going to solve this by yourself. Like, they exactly. need to not be self-regulating. They need to, mm-hmm. we need governments to put pressures on these huge mega corporations yeah. that are being wasteful. So my suggestion would be, if you can't get your in-laws to recycle, then you should get really, really active in uh, trying to push for larger corporations to have some sort of like greenhouse emission cap. You know, like if you can affect change for two old people, then you should try to affect massive change on on a worldwide Organize with other people, other hippy dippy idealists who care about the stuff that you do. I mean, but I think it's important to point out if you can get your in-laws to recycle, then you have no responsibility to save the world in any other way. You've done your duty. (laughs) 
Yeah, great, sure. Anyway, okay, yeah, this is like, I, I'm, there's nothing to say to this, but the, 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 what it comes down to is like, yeah, it's totally offensive to get your parents-in-law a trash can for Christmas. Like, what made mm-hmm. you think that was a good idea? Yeah, do you want to receive a vacuum for Ew. Christmas? Ugh. Maybe, who knows? You really can't speak for them. I, I take I a Roomba any day. Okay, get the uh, Eufy. It's like $200 versus $700. It's a little bit stupider, but it works. Can they, can, I live in a two-story, two, nope. two floor? Nope. No, no stairs. No way, no way. So you need two, you need one You need upstairs. two and you probably need a baby gate so it doesn't off itself down <laughs> your stairs. <laughs> They're not very smart, Alyssa. They'll kill themselves. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Steph, for joining us for this very merry, delightful holiday episode. Oh, man, I'm I'm so happy that we got to dive into some of these topics. Me too. I was truly tickled. Me too. You can... Find us online at dearsoandso.pizza, where you can submit questions, share your opinions, listen to new and old episodes. We are also on Instagram at Dear So-and-So Podcast. If you have anything you'd like to say, please give us a call at daddog5078. That's daddog5078, and we will play it. Our music is by Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Steph Karp. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. Talk to you next week. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to y'all. Good luck this week. Good luck. Hi, Steph and Alyssa. Cookie Puss here. Um, I was honored to hear you guys talk about Take It to the Limit on your podcast, but I thought I would call in just to give my two cents on the greatest party series of all time. So my personal favorite limit was the year I kissed everybody at the party because it's fun to kiss your friends and something we all miss now during COVID. Um, And also, it was my first kiss with my now lover of 12 years, so that was a cute thing. But my personal favorite limit that anyone had was our friend who showed up and occupied the bathroom for most of the party by taking repeated showers, thus adding to the not dry heat of 110 degrees at the party. I couldn't tell you how many showers he took, but I feel like it's got to be at least 10. Anyway, Cookie Puss signing off. Bye.